Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in to the show on this fine and beautiful Saturday, August 28th. Summer is wrapping on up. It is wedding season. I'm going to a wedding later on today. It's going to be a lot of fun, but before that, we have to talk some football, of course. It is the first day, the first week, week zero of college football, which is always exciting. Of course, everyone knows that the SEC is the best conference. That's the most fun to watch. But you know what? College football is what we need right now before the NFL. Any football is good football. And I am super, super stoked for all that good jazz right there. Today, we're going to be talking some running back rankings in PPR for 2021. And then we have a couple listener questions that we're going to get to, man. And that is super exciting. So let us waste absolutely no time. But first, possibly the most important NFL news of the offseason, Uncle Rico Gardner Minshew of the Jacksonville Jaguars has been traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for a late round pick. I feel that this probably tells us a little bit more about how the Eagles feel about Jalen Hurts. I've said all along, compared to consensus, I have been much lower on Hurts than others. I don't think that he's going to last the season. His throwing issues and mechanics are way off from my liking, and I think that he's going to struggle this year. So I think that that Shows us that the Eagles are probably gearing up for a run at either Deshaun Watson or a top 2022 prospect. And I feel that they probably have an idea that their quarterback of the future is not currently on their roster right now. Even with the addition of the oh-so-handsome Jort Waring, Gardner, Minshew. Running back. Let's talk some running back. One through 40. Let's go. Let us waste absolutely no time. I went back and forth for the top spot. Earlier this summer, I was definitely touting Dalvin Cook as the number one pick, but the more and more I think about it, Christian McCaffrey is the number one pick in all fantasy formats because although he was hurt last year and we forgot just how good he was, just turn on game film of Christian McCaffrey, watch him play football. He is literally like getting a running back one and a wide receiver two, all in one position because he has those weeks where he just gives you 35 points. So yeah, Christian McCaffrey's number one, followed by Dalvin Dalvin Cook, Cook's Kitchen at number two. I think that those two are in a tier of their own, the two super-duper elites. I think that Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey are the top two picks in fantasy football this year across all formats outside of Superflex. Number three, a little bit of a surprise, Ezekiel Elliott. I think that Zeke leaning down and returning to not old prime form because he definitely lost a step last year, it seemed. But I feel that Zeke is going to have a huge bounce back here, and if I had the third overall pick, I would certainly take him over number four, Alvin Kamara. I have major concerns about how good the Saints are going to be this year, but I don't have major concerns about how good Alvin Kamara is as a football player. I think that he is the fourth pick in drafts all day long. Number five, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones finished as a top five running back the last two seasons. Plays next to one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. The Packers know how to get him the ball, and he signed a massive lucrative extension this offseason. I think that Aaron Jones is going to continue to strive. Number six, the Rook, Najee Harris. A little bold, but... We know that he's going to get the workload, and if Pittsburgh can shore up that offensive line and Big Ben's throwing issues and elbow can heal up the right way, Najee Harris is going to have a huge season. Number seven, Derrick Henry, all the way down at seven. Yeah, down at seven. The reason that I have Derrick Henry at seven and not three or four like consensus is because 
I think that Derrick Henry, if you take him at three or four, you're buying him at his ceiling because he doesn't catch passes. Julio Jones was just added to the offense. And eventually that workload that they give him year in, year out is going to catch up to him. I don't know if it's going to be this year. I think that Henry will still be a solid low end running back one, but I don't feel that he is in the super elite tier this upcoming season. Number eight, Saquon Barkley. feels like it's been about 15 years since we've seen this dude play football, but if he is anywhere close to the prospect he was coming out of college or even anywhere close to the player that he was last time he played football, he is well worth number eight and probably even higher. I just have concerns about the O-line and Daniel Jones is pretty terrible, but Saquon Barkley at eight nonetheless can't go wrong. Number nine, Nick Chubb, probably the most consistent running back you can find in PPR. It's tough because he doesn't catch too many passes, but if there's one guy that is just so safe, I think it's Nick Chubb, low-end running back one, locked and loaded. will give you 17 points per game every single week somehow. <laughs> he usually gets like you know, 15 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. You'll take that all day. Number 10, Antonio Gibson. I read all these comparisons about how he's going to look like Christian McCaffrey. And you know, I'm not so sure that I'm buying into that. But Antonio Gibson looked exceptional as a running back as he was converted from receiver in his college days. Really played well for Washington last year, and I expect him to have a monster year at number 10 this upcoming season. Number 11, Joe Mixon. Club member. That is right, Ryan. He is a club member. I expect Joe Mixon, another guy who is uber talented behind a really bad offensive line. I feel like you could say that for about 15 running backs in the league, but um, Joe Mixon, I definitely expect to have a career year. He is locked and loaded as a running back one. I am higher than consensus on him. Uh, putting him over guys that I'm about to name after this. But I think that Joe Mixon has a huge year if that O-line can hold up. Number 12, Jonathan Taylor. A lot of questions surrounding this guy, but it looks like Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson are going to be good to go for week one. I think that Jonathan Taylor is going to have a big season, not as big a year as maybe others in the industry field because I have concerns about Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines taking away from this huge workload that everyone just wants to project for him. But I think that Jonathan Taylor will be a solid running back one, low end, high end running back two, nonetheless. Number 13, J.K. Dobbins. Club member. That is right. Another club member. Another club member of the Tux Club. I think that J.K. Dobbins is going to finish as a top five running back this upcoming season. I've said it about a million times. He's in the best rushing offense in history. Mark Ingram is no longer there, and he averaged six yards per carry, which was the most of any running back with over 100 carries in the last 20 seasons. J.K. Dobbins is going to be a beast. Bye, bye, bye. The round three price tag is so worth it. It's not even funny. And I want to rank him top five. I just I can't do it in the preseason. But trust me, J.K. Dobbins is a guy that when you look back in 2021, you're going to think, man, I wish I took that dude. Number 14, Austin Eckler. Just injury concerns, man. That's the only problem with Austin Eckler really is his frame is just so small. I think that if we were to guarantee Austin Eckler 17 games, then he would definitely be higher on this list. I just have major concerns about his frame and the workload that they're going to give him. Number 15, Clyde Edwards, Elair in the best offense in the NFL, next to the best quarterback with the best tight end and one of the best receivers. Best, 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 best. The workload is a little bit of a concern because last year when people were taking him in the first round, it was pretty stupid. I don't think that it was very justified, but everyone just wanted to think, oh, you know, uh, Andy Reid always has these monster running backs. Clyde Edwards, Elair taken in the first round has to be just like that. Uh, you know, we think LaShawn McCoy, Jamal Charles, Clyde Edwards, Elair isn't either of those players. He's not the runner that those players are, but the 15th running back off the board, 
I think that that's a good value, especially in the late or early third round. You can do worse. Number 16, DeAndre Swift. The Detroit Lions are going to stink this year, but if Swift can get a workload, you know, we see running backs all the time on bad teams with big workloads succeed, i.e. James Robinson of last year and many others in the past. Swift is talented. We know that. And I think that he is going to have a big season if he can keep it together and hold down the fort in Detroit. But they are going to be bad this year. Make no mistake. Number 17, Josh Jacobs. Kenyon Drake does not concern me. John Gruden does. That O-line does. But if Jacobs gets the workload, he can be good. We know that he's a good football player. I just have concerns whether or not the Raiders will score enough to keep him in that running back one territory. Number 18, James Robinson, the dude who burst onto the seam so nicely last year. Travis Etienne going down. I think that that opens the door for him. Number 19, David Montgomery, a guy who I think is not very talented, just a guy, but if he gets 30 touches a game, then you have to rank him at 19 at least. Number 20, Chris Carson. Could fall off this year if Seattle decides to finally give Russell Wilson the keys to the car and throw a little bit. That's why I have him down at 20 and not upward consensus has him at 17. But in the fourth round, in this running back landscape, I think that you pull the trigger. 21, Daryl Henderson. Sony Michelle's presence does not concern me much. I think Henderson is still the lead back to own in L.A. Number 22, Kareem Hunt. Super talented. Nick Chubb. Get out of the way. <laughs> Not really. If Nick Chubb were to go on a vacation or win the lottery, Kareem Hunt would be a locked and loaded top five, top ten running back. But he's still a solid low-end running back to flex option. And I think that he is worth the fifth or sixth round pick that you're going to have to pay for him. Number 23, Miles Gaskin. Another guy last year who burst onto the seam was a waiver ad in most leagues and really performed. Salvin Ahmed and Miles Gaskin are very similar players style players and i don't think that there's much difference between the two Ahmed actually might be a little faster a little more burst but miami seems to like gaskin more than the other running backs on their roster and at 23 in this running back landscape you know this is where the running backs really get thin fast so miles gaskin is a guy that i do like this year don't love him but i think that he's a fine option number 24 javante williams out of north carolina really bursting onto the seam in the preseason looks good looks fast the question is melvin gordon how is he gonna look he looked a little slower last year doesn't look like he's lost at all though so that's definitely one to monitor number 25 chase edmonds another guy that i'm not too interested in talent wise i don't think that he's all that special but if he's going to get the volume and the workload like so many of these other people so many of these other players you take him you definitely take him. Running back is the thinnest position in fantasy football outside of tight end. Number 26, Miles Sanders, all the way down at 26. Yes. Yes. Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, those are two players that concern me. You know, it seemed like Miles Sanders last year, whenever he was playing, made his weeks on like these crazy 80-yard touchdowns. He would have like an 80-yard touchdown, and then the rest of his game would be like 12 for 26. I, I mean... I, I don't like using the metric of taking away the longest play, but if you were to do that, you would be surprised at how bad the numbers were for him. That's why I have him down where I have him at 26. Number 27, Mike Davis, another guy who's just a guy. You know, we want to project to Mike Davis as this superstar starter for the Atlanta Falcons. I would not be surprised if by week five or six they trade for a running back or pick someone else up. I don't think that he holds the job for very long. I'm not touching Mike Davis this year. Number 28, Raheem Mostert. 
obviously on one of the best rushing offenses in the NFL in San Francisco. Trey Sermon does concern me a bit, but when Mostert is healthy, at least for the last couple seasons, which is not very often, he is a locked and loaded running back to number 29, Leonard Fournette playing next to the GOAT. Him or Rojo? That's the question. It seems like Bruce Arians flips a coin, and then he plays whichever running back the coin lands on. But Fournette should be a solid flex option nonetheless. 30, Melvin Gordon. 31, Damian Harris. 32, Trey Sermon. The product of Ohio State. A lot of analysts around the industry really seem to like Trey Sermon. There's a lot to like. You know, shifty, quick, fast, can catch the ball. And he could be a serious lottery ticket in the ninth or 10th round this upcoming season, especially if the 49ers offense is back where most expect it to be. 33, Michael Carter, the other UNC running back. We don't know how the Jets season is going to play out. We don't know how the Jets running back room is going to play out, but I feel that Michael Carter is the running back to own in the New York Jets locker room. 34, Rojo, Ronald Jones, Fournette's teammate, another guy that I feel is going to hold the solid flex value. Definitely take him where he's going in the double-digit rounds. 35, Philip Lindsay. If you can get a starting running back, where Philip Lindsay is going in the 11th or 12th round in this landscape, you do it. Take Philip Lindsay. He's a good player. I know the Texans aren't going to be great, but he's still very worth the price tag that you're paying right now. 36, Zach Moss. Man, these running backs are just gross down here. 37, Devin Singletary. 38, James Conner. 39, J- 39, A.J. Dillon. And 40, Kenyon Drake of the Las Vegas Raiders. That rounds out my top 40. Those are my top 40 running backs this year for PPR, at least pre-draft. Obviously, every single week, I'm going to be updating them because why the heck not? And yeah, draft accordingly. Secure the running back, man. You do not want to have bad running backs, especially this year. They thin out really quick. You want to get at least one guy in the top 12, if not two in the top 15. You need running backs this year in standard fantasy leagues. All right. Last, but least, or maybe not least, we're going to do some listeners' mailbag questions. You can email me at saleyfootball at gmail.com, or you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a question attached to it, and I will certainly answer the questions on the show. Number one, Kevin from Shelton, Connecticut. What is the best format to play in fantasy football? Personally, I find that it's PPR with double flex. I think that you keep it simple, and then you add six-point per passing touchdowns, to quarterbacks, uh, 10, 12, 14 team, what have you. I find that if you keep a one quarterback league with four point per passing touchdowns, it kind of takes away from how good elite quarterbacks really are and are able to separate themselves from the regular quarterback or the streamers. Because when I play in leagues that I just mentioned, I usually just stream quarterbacks because taking an early round one is not nearly as valuable as when the quarterbacks can put up more points than all the other positions. So that's mine. Uh, six point per passing touchdowns, PPR, double flex. You know, keep it simple, but very fun. Number two from Casey in Otis, Massachusetts. In a dynasty league, Christian McCaffrey or DK Metcalf? In a dynasty league, I have to lean DK Metcalf. He's a receiver. He's 23 years old. Christian McCaffrey is 25 years old. Of course, it depends on roster construction and what you're looking to do if you feel that this dynasty league is going to last for five to 10 years, uh, DK all day, because I'd rather have DK in five years at 28 than CMC at 30 years old. But if you went CMC because of how 
unreal an advantage he gives you when he's healthy, I would say you can't go wrong there either, but I lean DK there. Lindsay from Los Angeles, California. What is your boldest prediction for the 2021 season? I would say that uh, earlier this offseason, I made a podcast. I don't remember which one it was on, but I feel that Patrick Mahomes is going to break the yardage record and the touchdown record. I don't feel that in a single season. I don't feel that that's too bold because we add an extra game. And if the Chiefs don't lock up the number one pick and sit their starters the last week like they always seem to, that's two extra games for Patrick Mahomes to do that in the most pass-heavy era of the NFL currently. I don't think that that's far-fetched. I feel that Mahomes does that. And eventually, if his career continues on this path, he could go down as the greatest to ever play the game. Number four, why so low on Derrick Henry? Mark from Seattle, Washington. Uh, I just don't see him rushing for 2,000 yards and not catching as many passes as he did last season because that's the price tag that you pay when you take him at the third or the fourth pick. You're expecting him to replicate that. And if you watch the Titans play, it seems that last year he had a lot of games where going into the fourth quarter he had rushed for 20 carries for 58 yards, no touchdowns, and then all of a sudden he rips a 70-yard touchdown and his stats look good because it goes from 20 carries, 58 yards, no touchdowns to 21 carries to 131 and a touch. And you're like, oh, Derrick Henry just made my game. He had such a good game, but he didn't really. (laughs) He wears the defense down. That's what he does. And I'm not saying that he's a bad pick there, but I'm just not picking him there. Number five, Drew from New York. New York. What NFL team will be the worst this upcoming season? It's Detroit. Detroit is going to be really bad. Their defense historically is terrible. This year will be absolutely no exception. Jared Goff is not good. DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson are the only two guys fantasy-wise that you want. That line is terrible. Panay Sewell, a great addition, but he's a rookie. He's 21 years old. I, I just think that the Lions, you can book them as being the worst team in the league. But then again, you never know. You never, ever know. That is why we play the games that we play. And that is why I record the podcast that I record. This fantasy football podcast, this NFL podcast, whatever the heck you want to call it, this fun, stupid show that we do. I thank you guys so much for listening. Episodes will be continuously pumped out because why the heck not? It's fun to do it. I thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for submitting the questions. Again, you can submit them at saleyfootball at gmail.com. That's S-A-L-E-Y football at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a rating on Apple Podcasts with a question attached to it, and I will answer them on the show. Until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you soon.